uh, to Australia we go, Steve Price. Very good morning to you. Good morning to you. Now, it doesn't translate into two-party preferred, but I tell you what, on the primary vote, this is a big, big, big day for the coalition, isn't it? Yeah, you talk of the news poll, of course, published in The Australian this morning, taken last week, first one they've done for six weeks. And and on that primary vote, uh, it does see the opposition in front. Now, that's the highest level of support for the coalition since the May 2022 election. So they now lead... Labor uh, by 37 to 35%. Now, two-party preferred, Labor still is quite comfortably in front and would win an election that was held this weekend. The other interesting aspect of this news poll, they're also including questions now, obviously, on the voice referendum to be held uh, in October. Uh, and that number uh, now, and this is news poll numbers, so there's Disastrous. a number of polls on it, but th- this now shows that the no vote is at 53%. And the yes vote is fallen to 38%. So that's a pretty clear win uh, for the no campaign. I mean, I still think it's going to be a lot tighter than that when we get to November. Mm-hmm. But that's what it is right now. And Anthony Albanese has invested so much political capital in this getting up. Uh, I think it's now starting to to influence people when they talk about general election voting. Ex- explain the voting to me. Uh, a, you've got to vote because you have the rule that says you must participate, but do you have early voting and all that sort of stuff so people can mail it in early or you've got to do it on the day? It's an interesting question because I've not quite been able to work that out. I do know that they're going to open two weeks before the 14th of October date. They will open early voting uh, centres around uh, the capital cities and big regionals, but I'm not going to be in the country on the day of the vote. I'm actually going to be on a on a plane, uh, so I tried to find out whether I can actually do an early postal vote, and I've not been able to establish that yet. I'm sure you'll be able to do somehow. Will John Farnham make any difference at all? I think so. I mean, you talk of his song, the famous Farnham anthem, The Voice. Uh, John, as we know, is still recovering from that uh, bout of cancer that he had, cancer of the throat. Um, he is in good health, we're now told, uh, but his family, uh, himself, and the Wheatley family, his, his former manager, the late Glenn Wheatley, have allowed the Yes campaign to use the song The Voice. Uh, this came uh, in an ad that was started to run on national television last night. Fires a family of Australians sitting around on a couch uh, watching their television, uh, and it, it's sort of like in a time warp. The Voice's pl- song is playing in the background, and you see things like Kathy Freeman winning the gold medal, all sorts of other Australian things. John said, Mike, in a statement, this song changed my life. I can only hope now uh, that it might help in some small way to change the lives of our First Nations people for the better. Mm. So that's what John Farnham said. Wheatley, the Wheatley family, I presume, own the publishing rights because the song, The Voice, was written by three Americans. Uh, and then John, John obviously released it. It was a huge hit. Uh, and I, I expect they didn't make a lot of money because they didn't sell that song. That's now going to be used. But I think, and the interesting reaction to this was, there is, of course, a line in the song, uh, you're the voice, try and understand it, is one of the famous lyrics. <laughs> that's right. And of course, everyone's going, well, that's exactly the problem. We don't understand what the voice <laughs> is. That's why we're going to vote No. <laughs> oh, dear, I'm reading quite a lot about Steve. I, I, I know that they've... Obviously got some sort of thing going, but I'm reading quite a lot in the Sydney Morning Herald about uh, old Joyce and his departure from Qantas, and, and there was some line about if you had a vote of Joyce to the parliament, he wouldn't get there and stuff like that. Clearly this Qatar thing is has got up the nose of a lot of people. 
the travel industry in particular, but also it got up the nose of a lot of people who want to fly more cheaply. I mean, Qatar flies already into Australia. They applied to have an extra flight a week into Brisbane, one into Sydney, one into Melbourne. Uh, and that would uh, take you Australians back out of Australia through the Middle East on, onwards to Europe, which is where most Australians use those, uh, those uh, airlines from the Middle East to get to. So yesterday we read that Flight Centre uh, boss, uh, Graham Turner, who, uh, is, who runs Flight Centre, he owned it, set it up, he's going to run an ad campaign. He says he's going to run this ad campaign until the government changes its mind. The problem the government has, they can't give anyone a reason as to why they did it. They can't say this is why we have decided to knock back Qatar. And the presumption is that Qantas lobbied them so hard that the government decided. Now, whether it was Mr. King or whether it was the PM himself taking a, a captain's choice pick, uh, we don't know. But it just it's belief. When, and, and you know, and every Kiwi listening to me knows, airfares out of our countries to get overseas are horrendously expensive. And if Qatar wants to put more seats uh, on offer, then that's going to bring down prices, and that's what everybody wants. So this, uh, the travel industry is going to hit, hard, hit back hard. I suspect the government's going to have to change their mind on this. Yeah, interesting. Okay, mate, we'll catch up Wednesday. Appreciate it very much, Steve Price, out of Australia. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.